This is Drew, and you're listening to The Morning Show on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello, and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Thursday, August 3rd on today's show. It is important that those who do currently advertise on Google and Facebook and who believe in Canadian journalism make a stand now and say that this is just not an acceptable solution. That's Alex Friedman, the executive director of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, talking to local journalism initiative reporter Pamela Clausen about Bill C-18 and what he thinks needs to happen now that Google and Facebook have started to block news links from being seen by Canadians. We'll hear more from Friedman coming up shortly, but first, some news and information briefs. Sackville and the rest of Tanchamar will be very busy this August, starting this weekend when Sappy Fest takes over Bridge Street for another edition of the annual Music and Art Festival. Bridge Street will be closed between Lorne and Main starting on Thursday night and going until Monday at noon. Monday is a provincial holiday and the town is hosting New Brunswick Day activities at Bill Johnstone Memorial Park in Sackville and also in Dorchester. Then next weekend, the festivities move to Dorchester for real for the Sandpiper Festival on August 11th, 12th and 13th. National Acadian Day is August 14th and the town is hosting an event at Fort Beauséjour with live music and ice cream. Then comes the Sackville Triathlon and Levy on the Lake Music Festival, August 17th to 20th, and the Sackville Street Chalk Art Festival from August 25th to 26th. The New Brunswick Department of Health has issued a no-swim advisory for Murray Beach Provincial Park, about 50 kilometers northeast of Sackville. Parley Beach, just outside of Shediac, has also been labeled with a no-swim advisory after testing high for, for high levels of fecal bacteria. Capillay's Aboteau Beach, which sits on the coast between the two beaches, last tested on July 31st, and just one of four samples showed slightly elevated levels of enterococci. Aboteau is a blue flag beach, which means it tests water regularly, and 80% of results must meet national standards. Closer to home, the town of Sackville tests the water quality in Silver Lake on a weekly basis, looking at E. coli and blue-green algae. Samples taken on August 1st show very low levels. Now for today's feature story. This week, Facebook parent company Meta started blocking links to news stories being shared on the Facebook platform for Canadian users. The move came after the passing of Bill C-18, the Online News Act, which, once regulations are put in place to implement it, will make platforms like Facebook and Google pay for the posting of links to news stories. In response, Meta and Google have stated that they will block Canadian users from seeing those links. Instead, Canadians will just see a black box informing them that their story has been blocked. CHMA's website features regular news stories that are mostly distributed via Facebook and other social media. On Wednesday, a number of posts showed warning signs that Canadian users would not be able to see the stories posted, but they were still visible. CHMA's Instagram posts, on the other hand, have been blocked. It's not certain when the block will affect CHMA's Facebook presence. Pamela Clausen is a local journalism initiative reporter in Smithers, B.C., and this week she spoke with Alex Friedman, the executive director of the Community Radio Fund of Canada. 
They spoke about Bill C-18 and the impact it will have on the com- on community radio news and also touched on Bill C-11, the update to the Broadcast Act. Here's Friedman. What it's worth, both of these pieces of legislation went through the House and the Senate at a snail's pace relative to other pieces of legislation. I mean, there was a lot of analysis done on this. There was a lot of studying done on this. And there was a lot of testimony heard about both of these pieces of legislation. So it's not as though they went through kind of willy-nilly. And both pieces of legislation had the support of the NDP, the Liberals, the Bloc, and the Green Party. It was really only the Conservative Party that spoke out against these pieces of legislation. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Canadian Heritage, they've also said that they'll draft like regulations specifying the application of Bill C-18 and provide guidance on implementing it. Do we know at all what these regulations will be? No. And the way Heritage worked under Minister Rodriguez, and this changes from minister to minister, by the way, but the way Heritage worked under Minister Rodriguez is once a bill received royal assent, so went through first, second, and third reading, Senate, House, Senate, House, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and then got the approval to become law. At that point, the government then puts out a series of what they call policy direction. And this is dear, in this case, CRTC or dear regulator, now that we've passed this legislation, here's what I as minister expect you to do with it. So we've seen the policy direction for C-11. That's open for 45 days of public consultation, but we've not yet seen the policy direction for C-18. Interesting, because of the cabinet shuffle, the very, very recent cabinet shuffle, we will now have a new heritage minister, Pascal Saint-Ange, who will have the duty to direct the regulators around what C-18 and how it should be applied. But this is a very prescriptive piece of legislation, and the legislation itself doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room for interpretation. So it's going to be, it's pretty clear what they're supposed to do with it. Mm -hmm. And now kind of knowing that the end user being the listener and the reader, that they are going to be the people that really do rely on things like social media, Facebook and, and Google and website traffic is not the same as finding something in a feed that you're already, it's just coming at you at the pace that Facebook does. So are Canadian news outlets involved in talks about what solutions that Meta Meta in a statement released said that they're looking at as a way to build an effective product solution. Do you feel that Canadian news outlets are involved in these talks about what these solutions might look like? Some are. We know that well before C-18 was passed, Meta and Google reached uh, agreements with some of the major newspapers, i.e. the Torstar Group. I'm sure we know they received they reached an agreement with the Globe and Mail, with Post Media, and so they've gone to and this is same as happened in Australia because this legislation was modeled yep. on a piece of legislation that was originally passed in Australia. They have made deals and, arre- and agreements with the major broadcasters, and while I'm not in the room for them, one presumes that those broadcasters are also part of the conversation right now about how it will be applied. Um, Throughout the course of this, we uh, worked hard to ensure that the way it works is basically once the government is satisfied that the Google and Facebook have reached agreements with enough broadcasters and media outlets that they, you know, it's essentially the majority. And that number is not prescribed. We don't know clearly what the majority looks like. But once they've made a deal with enough broadcasters, they will then get what's called an exemption order. In other words, they will then be allowed to carry on doing their business 
and they will be seen as in compliance with the law. So they will have had conversations with those outlets, I presume, with whom they have already reached agreements. We at the Community Radio Fund and with the associations that, that, that legislate or that work with the majority of the community radio stations, we've not yet had a sit down with them. We're hoping to sit down with them to try and help them draft a policy that would benefit them and the broadcasters. But we've not yet had that conversation. Smaller news outlets like us, like, is there a timeline? Do we know when I, I'm going to call it the hammer is going to drop? We don't. There, again, that there's a lot of mystery around when the, that impact will be felt. We do know that some community radio stations have already felt the hammer. Mm. They, you know, it's not hard to figure out who's a licensed community radio station, campus radio station, indigenous radio station in Canada. But no, we, we don't know when it will fully come into effect. The, the law itself is not entirely in effect until the CRTC does its consultation. We'd always assume that, you know, that would, that they would wait until the law functionally went into effect before imply, applying these measures. But I've seen on my own Facebook feed saying they've already done it uh, to a number of outlets. And, and I've seen outlets complain that their stories have already been blocked again on social media. So yeah. I don't, I can't give you a timeline for this. I, again, I think it's, you know, in Australia, uh, they did this. Uh, and then there was a significant pushback, public pushback. Uh, and they did ultimately largely reverse the decision to do it. So I don't know if this is a bluff, if this is a positioning, you know, standpoint or something. It's hard to say what's going to happen. And certainly none of us have have a roadmap for how long they're going to take to to fully uh, implement their their boycott or you know, whatever you want to call it. But again, for the sake of democracy, we hope that they don't actually follow through with this and that we are all able to sit down and come up with a good solution. Of course, We've seen major media outlets now back out in terms of their advertising on Google and Facebook. We've also seen the federal government. The federal government invested millions and millions and millions of dollars in Facebook and Google, all the while saying they wanted to make sure that Google and Facebook were paying for what they were, you know, the, the, what they were taking out of the Canadian economy. Yep. And so there was a certain irony there. They now have done this. And we're also seeing a number of municipalities have votes around whether or not they too should pull their Facebook and Google advertising. And, and, I, and I'll just touch on this one important point that you know, if municipalities go down that road, it's not about the sum total of the dollar figure they withdraw from Google and Facebook in so much as it's a, it's a message that says you know, we value local journalism. And to that extent, we will stop advertising on you if you are going to use local journalism as a pawn in your bid for profits. And so this is a really important message, but you know, it is important that those who do currently advertise on Google and Facebook and who believe in Canadian journalism make a stand now and say that this is just not an acceptable solution. You know, we've seen their advertisement on Facebook saying, well, in order to be compliant with the law, we've got to do this. Well, that's not true. They could also pay their fair share mm -hmm. and stay compliant with the law. You know, it's not a one-sided conversation, and we do hope that, as I say, we can we can work together with them to come to a good solution for them. Absolutely, and I mean, to, 
to be frank, too, it's any angle that you look at this. It's not a it's not an easy black and white answer of what's the correct thing to do or not, because even if councils are speaking about standing up for local journalism, you know, as a local journalist, of course, I appreciate that. And I'm on that side. However, knowing that Facebook and Google are a way that people get very important and up to date information, especially now with Twitter being a paid service, I feel you know, you feel so torn in this. And and so, yeah, it's it's definitely a very, it's a very pivotal time to be listening and having these conversations. And I think that's why I really appreciate you taking the time, especially on vacation, to speak with me today. Well, what I would say to that last point, and I think it's a really good one, right? It, we do have to have balance. But if we are going to rely on social media for our information, mm-hmm. need to know that the voices of professional journalists are part of that information ecosystem and not just the cheapest available. That's Alex Friedman, the Executive Director of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, speaking with local journalism reporter Pamela Clausen of Smithers, BC's Kick Radio. The Community Radio Fund administers the local journalism program, which also funds CHMA News. That's it for Tantrum, our report for Thursday, August 3rd. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the local journalism initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Julia, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Are you sociable? Do you love to meet new seniors? Do you have a volunteering heart? If you do, the Nursing Homes Without Walls in the Port Elgin region would love to add you to their list of volunteers in their Caregiver Support Program and Buddy Program. On a set date and time each week, the volunteer will go to the senior's home to keep them company, while the primary caregiver gets out of the house for some personal time. If you can spare three hours a week to participate in this program, please give Nursing Homes Without Walls a call today at 506-538-1904. That's 538-1904. Get ready to witness the magic of creativity at the Tantramar Chalk Festival, August 25th and 26th. This vibrant two-day event will transform the streets of Tantramar into a colorful canvas as talented street artists bring their masterpieces to life. The festival will also offer live music, engaging workshops, and an amazing magician. For the most up-to-date information, visit Tantramar's social media pages at TantramarNB. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM and Sackville, New Brunswick. I'm your host, Craig. And yeah, you're listening to the late morning show, the morning show. And we're right here. And I have a couple of teens for you all. I have a couple of teens. So coming up is On My Way by Kamari. Sons are going for a long ride. 
And before that, we had On My Way by Kamari. What lovely, lovely, lovely songs that we have there. And coming up, coming up next, you know, is Why by Luna. Our lovely songs that are coming up.
Sometimes I Cry by The Honest Guy. Uh, this amazing, amazing, amazing song that we had there. And I just want to say that we are having a lovely, lovely show. And before that, we had Why by Luna Owl, which is amazing. 
amazing as well in its own right but uh the next the next song the next song we're gonna have is is hello by akila coming up next Journey, returning to the old me. 